This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it online, on smartphone and on smart speaker. This is our auto expert where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy. How are you? I'm good. I'm clapping. Are you? I'm really <clears throat> I'm happy to be here specifically with you today. And do you know uh, you got to experience Blue Cruise yesterday? I, at first, I, I thought you were talking about Blue's Clues. I'm like, this isn't, <laughs> has nothing to do with car. Wow, that's a toss back to the childhoods. Yeah, but then it didn't have anything to do with the Blue Dog, and no. I was really intrigued about it. Uh, blue Cruise, for those that don't know, is Ford's version of autonomous driving. And uh, level two autonomous driving. And you knew that we had a Blue Cruise vehicle in our fleet, but you've never experienced it until last night. We went to a place called Mox, mm -hmm. which is um, for uh, single men <laughs> who don't nice have a life. It, yeah. It's a gaming store. And uh, you, you went there. You took me there because it's one of your favorite places to go where people play Magic the Gardening. Yeah, and D&D. Uh, &D. And Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, it's fun. And, and sandals with socks. <laughs> and they... they, uh, they Tables lined with single uh, people that live in the basements with their moms. And oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them were. All of them were. Uh, um, so we went down there because you wanted to show me the place, and you were really, really excited about it. And you, uh, you were pretty excited. And on the way home, we took the freeway, and I showed you the, the, bl uh, the, the Blue Cruise. You did it on purpose, even. You yeah. said, oh, no, we're going to show Andy my Blue's Clues, and we <laughs> went on the freeway. And it was scary, Nick. Um, we, I don't understand why people are scared. Uh, what do you mean you don't understand? So I don't let me understand. Paint a picture. So this Blue's Clues technology yeah. makes it so Nick was hauling down the street, and he was like, oh, 65. oh Andy, are you ready for, for Blue's Cruise? And I'm like, yeah, I don't even know what we're... Sure, let's have one. And Nick just puts his hands in the air and stops doing anything and turns to the side, and he's going quickly and coming up to a car. I can see the brake lights really close to the car. Did anything happen? No. no. The car stopped. The car took control and said, I'm, I got this. It was crazy. I thought we were going to crash. I thought you were on like suicide mission. <laughs> so with Blue Cruise, it does stop and go in traffic. It will navigate corners. It's interesting to note when we're on a very curvy freeway where there's a lot of turns... Um, it asks you to take the wheel because it, it's not sure it can make the turn. Yeah, it's not ready for that yet. No. It's interesting, that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So it says, could you put your hands back on the wheel, please, and take control? <laughs> um, just because if it can't make... The, if it can't make the turn, if it's a really tight, you know, you know, some freeways, how they get really curvy. Yeah. At do. speed, it wants to make sure it can make that turn. But if it's a normal freeway turn... I it, feel like it's really smart doing that. Like, hey, I don't want the responsibility of crashing this car. You do it. Yeah, pass the buck. That's smart. Is that level four smart? No, it's level legally level two is as smart as you can get. Well, I must be level negative. 
important. <laughs> negative four. Yeah. Uh, it's cool though. Um, and Hyundai have got that now. They they have their highway driving um, assist. They have something similar. It's like the less smart cousin, but it's still cool cousin. Um, so obviously, General Motors have it with their um, uh, cruise control thing. Their, oh, I can't remember what theirs is called now. It's just escaped me. Um, Tesla oh. have had it for a while, but Tesla has a bit of a bad reputation, unfortunately, because uh, it's been running into the back of fire trucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of Tesla at the moment. Yeah. They're, they're making me mad. Oh, okay, well, we, we won't get into that. Uh, so there's there is a lot of these level two uh, coming out technology where you don't have to have your hands on the wheel. I wonder how people feel about that. Most people are a uh, little bit I don't know. A lot of people are very nervous about that. I was. Yeah. I almost had an accident last night. <laughs> what kind? No, the number the dreaded number three. Yeah. Okay. Because Nick, you just you were going like fast, and the brake lights were coming, and Six. you you threw your hands in the air. And you just like looked over to the side and like stopped being an adult, and the car took over. Yes, it did. Uh, and I, I have to tell you, I was super ready to grab the wheel because <laughs> I'm still not comfortable with autonomous driving in these vehicles. No. 2015, I sat in a Prius that had autonomous driving and drove around uh yeah like six years ago a prius that drove around a given course um where it went around cars and did all this other stuff so we've had the technology for a long time uh in these cars but it's just not available i was recently on the mercedes-benz eqs drive where they introduced their all-electric vehicle that i estimate does over 415 miles on a full charge of electricity Dang. And this vehicle showed uh, me that it could do some incredible stuff with autonomous driving, but it also has other really cool features in it which aren't quite legal yet in the U.S. <laughs> in, no, what? Because the U.S. has laws about headlights. Oh. And we, we only have two stages of headlights. You can have high beams and, 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 and regular headlights. You can't have matrix lights or anything. But they have a system in their headlights which will project onto the road if there's danger. It'll, it'll project little signals. Like if there's a pedestrian, it can point to the pedestrian and say, hey, there's a pedestrian in the dark there. You can't see him, but we know they're there. What? And it can do little little signals on the road. Or there's an animal here or... You have to turn here, and there's a little arrow can be on put on the road. There's lots of really cool stuff it can do. So you said project. So yeah. does that mean light on the ground, or is it like on the no the on smart the display? no 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 on the ground? Wow. Lights on the ground. So when someone's walking, you don't see them. Your car's going to say, "Hey, dummy!" There's a yeah. It can warn pedestrians or warn you that there's a pedestrian there, and like flash, Ooh, go, "Hey, please tell out. me that those alerts can be customizable." Because I would just well, I'm laugh. sure you could hack. Well, you might not be able to hack, but you know, I want to. Do you that. want it to say things too? I want to yell. Watch out, pedestrian! Andy's driving. Yeah, I've only been driving th for three years. Move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, imagine that there's a light that can flash and say, "New driver." Bad, I want those bad driver. <laughs> <laughs> person's not very good at driving. Watch out. Uh, and then, then you're going to get labeled. Hey, uh, we got a packed show today. Talking about uh, people who are new at driving, uh, the the uh, kids, kids teen driving is going on now. Uh, national teen driving safety is a big deal. And uh, Jim uh, Graham 
from Ford. He's the director of uh, Driving Skills for Life. Is going to talk to us about uh, teen driving safety. Uh, Jerry Spahn from Rolls Royce is going to talk to us about the 103 EX Vision. That is Rolls Royce's new vehicle. It's it, might, hard to say. it might be electric. Uh, he's going to come on. Michael Cordell, the other half of our auto expert, is going to be here. Uh, Mike's going to talk to us about uh, his Indian motorcycle, which he's been riding all summer. He's been gone all summer yeah. doing family stuff, uh, RVing, motorcycling, and having a, a jolly good time. Uh, the new Toyota Tundra is here. We're going to get a, a rant, walk around of that and find out uh, why we should be paying attention to that. Uh, apparently, you have a top 10. As, as I do, Nick. The top 10 on the Hyundai Tucson. Uh, Anton Wallman has all the latest in electrics, autonomous driving, and what's going on in Europe. And I have a survey for you that tells you what states have the worst drivers in America Ooh. and the most accidents and the most DUIs in America. I know I've contributed to some of those. <laughs> The worst drivers, not hopefully not the DUIs. No, 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 no. But the worst drivers. I also want to let you know that running your own business requires a lot of running around, from bookkeeping to client meetings. Uh, you run it all, and by the time you need to hire, you've run out of energy. Luckily, with Indeed, instant match uh, with your imme with immediately. If you instant match, you can immediately receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description the moment you sponsor a job. A According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. Hiring can finally run smoothly with Indeed. To learn more, visit Indeed.com slash credit. Uh, we are back in a little while to talk more vehicles, and we will also find out what we have had in our driveway with that Hyundai Tucson Plus um, we also want to uh, get really in-depth with uh, talking about that teen kids driving. You were a teen at one point, weren't you? I have questions about that. You do? Because I feel like I feel like he carved himself out a job there at Ford. Like, yeah. oh, let me, let me, let me help the teenagers. Mm -hmm. And I, I got some stuff to say. They, doesn't it make you mad when they're always on their phone, the teenagers? It does. You know, I was behind a kid the other day, and he was, was full-on watching TikToks. Like, dude. In his car? Yeah. Because you know how in mine I have that the thing I can put on so I can pay attention to the GPS? Yeah. He had something similar, but I could see that he was, like, scrolling through TikTok. Oh, you videos. mean you have the phone holder? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. thing you can put on? Yeah, the thing you put the your phone, phone holder. in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, there is a real big difference to telling s when somebody's looking at their phone mm -hmm. and telling someone, where, you know, when they're, they're, they're very similar telling when someone's intoxicated when they're in the phone. The big difference I've noticed is when somebody's in, in, intoxicated and when they're on their phone, they're very similar driving habits. Yeah, the that. one difference I've noticed is that when um, somebody, I believe, who is intoxicated, they slow down and speed up mm -hmm. all the time. Um, yeah, and, and then when they're on their phone, uh, they just have the bad behavior as the same as if, if they're intoxicated. They're very similar and they're very dangerous. Oh yeah, because you're going in and out of, not consciousness, but like paying attention. Right, you're going in and out of consciousness <laughs> of what's going on around you on the road. Yeah, right. Um, and that, um, that, I think cell phones are probably one of the biggest things that cause accidents, especially in, you know, the, the generation that yeah. stare at their phone. Yeah. I've been w looking at, on Facebook, I've been looking at all of those pictures of family dinners where everybody's 
just sitting there looking at their phones. <laughs> don't do it when you drive. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, uh, like some of those apps you can get on your phones now where the phone doesn't work in the car. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, good. Am I an old man now? Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. More Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert podcast is available 24-7 on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Automatic Andy is in the studio in the pits with us today. Despite a reduction of 13.2% in miles travel, the NHTSA says traffic deaths are up 7 over 7% and National Teen Driving Safety Week is coming up. According to the NHTSA, estimated traffic deaths in 2020 grew by 7.2%, even though that 13% reduction in the number of miles travelled. That makes 2020 the deadliest year on highways since 2007. Jim Grant is joining us. He's the Director of Driving Skills for Life, the National teen driving safety uh, program. So let's ask you, Jim, are we failing as a society to educate the teens in how to drive properly? Are they contributing to those numbers? Well, there's no doubt that uh, uh, teens are contributing to the number. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's a, bit, that's a good question. And, and uh, you know, the bottom line is, uh, it, you know, it's, it's an easy, it's a relatively easy process to get a driver's license. And the thing we need to realize is that that's just giving you a driver's license. It doesn't mean you're a perfect driver by any means. And in fact, none of us are perfect drivers. So we all need additional training. And, and Ford developed this program 18 years ago at, at no cost. And we go out and we put teams behind the wheel with professional instructors. And we try to give them some of the skills they didn't learn in driver's education. So it's just there's so many demands on teens and schools and things. It's been pulled out of schools for the most part. Uh, in many cases, the parents have to pay for it. Uh, so, you know, that can be some issues too, but the bottom line is, uh, there's more training needed for everybody. And so we focus on teens, but we also have their parents here and get them through it too. You know, we could spend a lot of time talking about the faults of the system. We already know they're there. So let's just try and make it better with what we already have to work with. Getting these kids into the program, do we see a great improvement in what happens on the roads? Uh, we certainly do. Uh, you know, the only problem we have is we can't touch as many people as we'd like, but, uh, we go around the country doing this, but uh, there needs to be more people doing that. But uh, uh, we know from talking to teens and their parents that what we teach them does, does, does help on the highway in terms of safety, whether it's what happens when your vehicle gets sideways or loose, how do you control that, you know, not overreacting if something happens in front of you, making the right decision. So we know that 94% of all the crashes are due to driver behavior. So the good thing is that most of those crashes, and it's about 40,000 a year in the U.S., can be corrected, you know, eliminated. So what we try to do is get the teens when they're young and try to make sure they understand the proper decision-making techniques they need to have when they're in the vehicle. So a good thing is it can be resolved. A bad thing is it it's continues to go in the wrong direction. So uh, nobody knows exactly why that is, but uh, but that's what we're dealing with. So we just try to go out and take a positive approach and make a difference with the teens every day we do our program. Tell me a little bit about the program. How does it work? What happens during the program? And, and what do the kids go through? Yeah, well, we're actually in Nashville today, and we're doing a program. So we have a morning and afternoon session. We typically do it on a weekend, so we get the parents out. We'll have two days, so four sessions, about 100 students per session. We will put them through basic four rotations. Uh, the first one, and these are these are areas that have been identified as causing most crashes. 
So things like vehicle handling, we put them in a Mustang and we put them in a, in a, in a short oval and they go around in the back end slides because we have testers underneath it. So they learn how to control an oversteer. Uh, another exercise is called hazard recognition. Uh, we ask them basically accelerate, three green lights or green as you get about halfway down, two go red. So it simulates something happening to you in front of the in front of you on the highway, and we teach them the proper techniques in terms of you go right, you go left, you put on the brakes, all those type of decisions. And then we have speed and spacing exercises, and we talk about anti-lock brakes. We talk about different stopping distances based on vehicle weight, things like that. And we talk about things they shouldn't do in a car too, like distracted and impaired driving, which is a real problem, especially distracted driving. Do you feel a real sense of satisfaction? Uh, from the beginning of the program on a day to the end of the program on a day with the improvement of the driving of some of these kids and their parents? Oh, I certainly do. And I'm fortunate. I've been with the program since it launched in 2003, and uh, I stick with it. I love it. And, you know, today, like, when people show up, they're not really sure what they're getting into. But when they're done with the program, the teams have a whole different perspective. They feel that somebody's talked to them that they can respect. The instructors typically you know, are very talented, highly respected, and they'll listen to them maybe more than the parents. So, yes, I feel very good about it. It's a very rewarding program to work on, and I know we are making a difference. Uh, we could use more of these programs, of course, but uh, we've invested about $60 million in this since 2003. We, it's all covered through the Ford Motor Company Fund, which is our philanthropic arm. But, yes, I feel very good about it, for sure. How do we find out more? How do we get our kids into this program? How do we uh, you know, sign up for it and find out where the program's going to be? Uh, you can go to drivingskillsforlife.com. It's drivingskillsforlife.com. We will be t- putting our 2000 schedule up probably in December. And we'll, pro- we'll see do about 15 stops in the U.S., all around the U.S. So we have an area on the website, which is a notification list, and you can sign up for that, and we will shoot you an email when we come to your, when we come to your location. So that's the best way to do it. And if you want to do something immediately, we have an area called the Academy, where you can go through a, basically a two-hour uh, overview of what our actual hands-on program is, and you can basically have the same training, but it's an online version, and that's available on the website too. And does this go all year round, or is it uh, usually only in the months of the year where where driving is uh, without uh, snow and ice? No, we do it year round. Uh, I like to say we we're training 365 days a year. I mean, we'll go. We try to go where the climate is, you know, the best. But we'll start in the south maybe and go up north. But we do it. We do it 12 months of a year. And, uh, you know, all kinds of different weather. Nothing stops us unless there's lightning or thunderstorms, things like that. But, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a year-long program. Well, listen, uh, we want to thank you and we want to thank Ford for their investment in our uh, community to make sure that we keep the community safe, Jim. And we want to thank you for your investment of all this amount of time. Uh, That's close to 19 years, 18 years of your time that you put into this program. And that's a huge amount of money that Ford have invested into this program to keep uh, our communities safe. We have 2 million listeners and we're going to make sure that those, uh, those listeners know about it and they know about the website and they can go there to keep their communities safe as well. Thank you for everything that you do and let's uh, hope that we save at least one life and maybe many more than that by uh, putting the kids through this uh, this driving school. Well, I want to thank you too for getting the word out. That's the most important thing. Once people find out about it, they know there's an issue. So thank you so very much and we'll continue to do the great work we're doing. Tell me the website one more time where people can go to find out more. Yeah, you can get more information at drivingskillsforlife.com. You can sign up for the notification list, and when you come to your community, we'll send you an email. Jim Graham from uh, from Ford and the director of the Driving Skills for Life. Thank you very much. More Our Auto Expert on the way.
You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. This is Our Auto Expert. Find us on TikTok. You can start a conversation with us. Ask us a car question. Just direct messages at ourautoexpert.com. Expert, our auto expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, automatic Andy is with us live in the studio. Here I am. Um, what is the number one luxury brand in the world? Ooh, of cars? No, just in the world. Uh, Gucci. Nope. Try again. Versace. Nope. Try Dol- again. Dolce & Gabbana. Try again. Louis Vuitton. Nope. Try again. Uh... The number one luxury Kirk- brand in the world. Kirkland. No, try again. Rolls Royce. Yes, Rolls Royce. You the got it right. R. The double R. Uh, Rolls Royce. So yeah, Rolls Royce is the number one luxury brand in the world. You know? Do you know what the uh, the emblem on the hood of every Rolls Royce is? The it's the angel seraph. The yeah. angel seraph. No, it's called the spirit of ecstasy. Do you know the story of the oh, spirit of ecstasy? I, oh, ecstasy. No. The spirit of ecstasy. Do you know no. the story? It is supposed that the guy that designed it, mm-hmm. it's his mistress. Oh, his side piece. Yes, Ooh, his naughty naughty. The sneaky link. The the naughty naughty. Oh, yeah, it's his mistress. Um, I always thought that it was, that it was her backwards, but you know she's going forwards with her cape out or her her wrap out in the wind. Was that the beginning of simping for people? Like you don't you don't glorize the side chick, do you? I mean, you don't give her the whole. Emblem. I'm sure he told his <laughs> wife that that was her. That's, yeah, that's you, honey. Yeah, it's really no. Angelic. Supposedly, it was uh, it was his mistress. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah. Do you want another piece of trivia about Rolls Royce? Slap it on me. There was actually three of them. That, there was that Rolls, started, Rolls Royce. There was Rolls Royce and another guy who we don't know his name. But he is remembered by the dash between the Rolls and the Royce. How disrespectful. <laughs> he the, wasn't that important. You will become a dash. You will become a colon. Yeah, yeah. You, you're a dash. Wow. You this little line. You will be remembered by a little line between two other words. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> I want, apparently, he wasn't that important. He didn't I, contribute that much to the car. No company. doubt. Can you imagine that meeting? Like, what about Greg? Ah, <laughs> just give him the dash. Yeah, between. give him the dash. Um. You know, every Rolls-Royce is hand-built by hand. Every single one. It's not built by a machine. Even even the even the, the base model. Yeah, there isn't a base model. <laughs> <laughs> so we just established this was the number one luxury brand in the world, period. Not just car brand, but luxury brand in the world, period. Yeah. And then there is a base model. I don't think there is no Gucci <laughs> base model. Yeah, don't they have, don't they have Rolls-Royce with cloth? <laughs> of course they do, <laughs> but it's... You know, do you know in in medieval times that leather was used by every common man for seats, cloth which was woven and took hours to make, and mm. leather was just basically you know slaughtered animal wrapped around a piece of wood. Yeah, you sit on it. Mm. Cloth which took hours to shear the sheep, to wash, to dye, to treat, to spin into into yarn, and then to weave into cloth would be used on seats was far more expensive and far more difficult to make. Um, so cloth was the, the what the princess used to sit on. Oh, how And leather table. was easy to get. Oh, it's not so much now. No, it's it, it seems to be the opposite. Do you know that the leather inside Rolls-Royce um, materials is, uh, leather inside Rolls-Royce materials is only taken from cows who live above 
15, uh, I think it's 1,500 feet. Stop. Because above 1,500 feet, there is no mosquito bites. Are you kidding me? No. Do they get hand hand? Oh, it's all hand. No, it's all tanned. It's all hand tanned and hand dyed. It sits in barrels of dye for like years. So the dye goes all the way through the leather. So if you scratch the leather, you can't see it because the dye goes all the way through. So right now there's a place in Munich, Germany that has a bunch of vats of... Probably not Munich, but yeah, it's somewhere in the world. Yeah, pork skin, cow no. skin that's sitting in yellow dye number four. It's it's only taken from bulls because they don't car they don't have calves and uh, they don't stretch, so there's no stretch marks mm-hmm. in the leather. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of thought that goes into this. There's a lot, man. I, and you know they're moving to more ecological, so they probably will no no, no longer use leather. They'll use some some vegan material in the, the future. Impossible leather. You impossible leather. Yeah. <laughs> it can be made out of the new luxury. Impossible luxuries. leather. Yeah, it's going to be guava skin. Guava skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, in, you can choose the material on the inside. So you could take a tree that had fallen down in your yard yeah. to Rolls Royce and they would make the wood trim for the interior of your vehicle out of it. How cool would that be? Yeah. I mean, I could tell Nick. you stories about some things that Rolls Royce have done. So there is a man in England whose cherry tree fell down. And he took the cherry tree to Rolls Royce mm-hmm. and they made the veneer for the inside of his vehicle from the cherry tree. Oh. And when they slice the wood for the veneer, they use the slices next to each other. So they slice it and then the next slice goes for the next piece of, of wood because they fit them together seamlessly so you can't see the joins. Yeah. Um, there is a lady in China who ordered a Rolls Royce because the start of her career, she had been a cleaning lady. Mm. And she had cleaned, and the gloves that she had worn to clean in mm. had become whatever she had cleaned had been red, mm. and she, they'd got a red stain on the end, end of the fingertips. It oh, had been no. a pink. They she sent them the gloves, and they used the gloves to color match, and they matched the color on the gloves is what color they painted her car. Oh, stop! No, I'm serious. That's so cool. Absolutely serious. That's awesome. They there was a person that had a, a dog, and they wanted their dog to travel in the Rolls Royce. So they sent some of the dog's fur to Rolls Royce, uh-huh. who matched the rear seat to be the same as the dog fur. So when the dog was in the back of the vehicle, mm-hmm. you couldn't tell it had been there in case some of the fur <laughs> came out. Isn't that crazy? That is so cool. Yeah. I wonder could they put ashes in the paint, like the glitter paint? Like human ashes? Yeah. Like, could you mix it in with like the, you know, the the pearl paint? That's a bit weird, isn't what it? What if I, what if I want Grandpa to drive with me? Because <sighs> uh, you can put ashes in like tattoo ink. I don't know if that. I mean, I'm sure you could ask. I bet Rolls Royce would do it. Would if wanna, anyone's gonna do, do it, do we want to ask? Yeah. Maybe we could get them to paint something for you with ashes. Why don't you just get a something made with with ashes in it well you know you can send somebody's ashes to a diamond maker and they will crush the ashes into a diamond you know that right yeah and i want to talk to our rolls royce rep to see if jerry we could we could ask jerry or elizabeth see if i think elizabeth would like me better i'm gonna talk she's she's a lady yeah i'm gonna talk to elizabeth and you're a smooth talker with the ladies i'm i have a smooth mouth and i have i just want to talk to her about putting some ashes in the paint and maybe see if she'll sponsor a, you know, a silver seraph for me. 
He wanted to give you a Rolls Royce. You never know. With family ashes in the pit. Yeah, what if I told her, what if this pulled at her heartstrings and was like, you know what? I don't think they give away Rolls Royces just because you're going to give her the family ashes. You don't know. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying I do. (laughs) I can't imagine you're going to pull at her heartstrings at $450,000 enough. Just wait. They only make 5,000 Rolls Royces a year, you know that, I'll probably at least get a tire out of it. T- we can put the ashes in the tire. We can sprinkle them on the outside of a tire. Yeah. I just I feel like Elizabeth can A salad. Out. Oh, a salad. <laughs> just a dusting. Uh, We're going to get taken off the air. Yeah. Um, you know the lines on the on the Rolls Royce, the, the pinstripes on the outside? Hand done. Hand done. Painted by hand. I believe that. That yeah. is something that trips me out. Watching that. Because I've seen not Rolls Royce related, but guys who do the hand hand pinstriping like on muscle cars, I guess is what I'm thinking about. That is an insane skill, man. The steadiness they have, and that's surgical. That's a straight line. He gets man. eight hours. Yeah. He gets eight hours. That's it? Well, I know he gets eight hours. <laughs> you don't think he gets four hours of sleep and can paint that line straight? No. No, he sleeps um, a lot. He does cheat a little bit. Not cheating, but... He has a stick with a, a bulb on the end, which has a cushion, and he puts that on the side of the car and then rests his hand when he paints the line on that stick. Cheater. Yeah. Cheater. He, he doesn't steat it. He doesn't steat it. He doesn't paint it with his hand, you know, not supported anyway. Uh, but okay. it's pretty straight. I can't even cut with scissors straight and paper. Ever. Not <laughs> even close. Uh-uh. I, wrapping paper at Christmas, I... <laughs> Jagged. When I I cut wrapping paper to 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 wrap Christmas presents, I can't even make a straight line. No, it's horrible. Even when it has, you ever get that Christmas paper when you roll it out, Mm -hmm. wrapping paper, and it has the lines on the inside of the paper, and I cut it, and I go, (laughs) dude, it even had a dotted line about where to cut it, and I can't get it straight. Yeah, that's so the truth. The guy can paint lines straight down the side of a Rolls Royce. What's wrong with me? Can't wrap a present though. I can't even cut the paper straight. (laughs) Wrap a present. It looks like five-year-old did it. Uh, it always ends up looking like a piece of candy. I shop exclusively for Christmas gifts at stores that wrap. <laughs> I'll pay you five bucks extra to wrap a present. Yeah, so it There's looks like nothing an adult worse did it. than going to somebody's house with a gift, mm. and it looks like your four-year-old wrapped Just it. <laughs> mangled mess. Uh, Random people. Uh, the best thing that ever happened to me in the holiday season: gift bags. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Wrapping gift, courtesies. Grift, grift, gift bags and that paper tissue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah, that's the go-to. That's the best thing ever. Absolutely. Or Costco's ready-made gifts. <laughs> they just good. buy them off the shelf and tells you what's in them. Ready to go. Well, look what I got. Yeah. That's no, that's great. You know when you have holiday parties and people show up with like eight of those. Oh yeah, I got. Oh. This <laughs> Christmas is sponsored by Kirkland. Yeah, <laughs> Kirkland Christmas. <laughs> uh, I wish. Uh, they had Rolls Royce products though, uh, and Rolls Royce have got some big announcements coming. By the way, they have a, their new uh, 103 EX, their new electric Rolls Royce that's on the way, um, and I get to see that in about two weeks. Are we gonna get it? Well, eventually, I'm sure. Oh, I can't wait to sit in that. Yeah, hold your breath. Every Rolls Royce that you've gotten, I've eaten a ham sandwich in, <laughs> and I need to continue that tradition. You've eaten two ham sandwiches in your life, then. Yeah, so good. <laughs> there you go. All right, there's more Our Auto Expert on the way. Stand by. We're going to be chatting about um, Indian motorcycles Yay. and RVs. Yes. Mike Cordell is going to be joining us. He's the other portion of Our Auto Expert next. Stand by. Here it comes. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. 
Over 12,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more streamers on our Auto Expert. Join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and ourautoexpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and this is our Auto Expert radio show, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Automatic Andy in the studio, and joining us on the phone, the other half of our Auto Expert, Mike Cordell, who's been out this summer enjoying the sun on the lake, <laughs> RVing, motorcycling, and uh, finally back for the winter season so good summer oh man let me tell you it feels so good to be back on radio i i miss being on with you guys but you're right i've been you know with covid kind of coming out of its you know ugly haunches and now a chance to, to get out and ride motorcycles and get out there in the rv it's been a great summer but uh, as they say it's time to get back to work absolutely so how was your summer what have you been riding yeah, so, I mean, you know, at our auto expert, we're always focused on cars, and this, this summer I wanted to really focus on, you know, the, the greater transportation industry. So I've been throwing my leg over a Indian chief bobber dark horse for the past few months, uh, doing kind of a long-term test on that. I Holy smokes, like Indian, you know, a company that's been around for 100 years, this bike has been in production. Kind of interesting, the Indian chief bobber itself, it was actually inspired by World War II veterans coming back. Uh, they'd fought in battle, and they came back, and they wanted to get out on two wheels, and so they customized their bikes. And Indian, you know, paying homage to those those veterans, they actually created a bike that's fully customized. So I was thinking about you, Nick, as as you ride too. You know, I'm I'm six three. You're a little bit a little bit under that. A lot under um, that. About a ah, foot. About a foot under about that. A foot. <laughs> A foot, Jen, and and the best part about it is that it's customized. So me at six foot three, it's got forward controls, but it's got a low seat, so it gives me room to put my legs forward. For you, you would fit perfectly on that bike, and it's got mid ape handlebars. Um, what's really cool is they're integrating tech into it, so it's got three different electronically controlled motorcycle riding modes. And I mean, of course, you and I were big into sports, so I had it in sport, but. The comfort one was the best, man. Talk about a great motorcycle. So much. It's 116 cc's, 120 pound-feet of torque. Nice. Uh, if you're in the market for a motorcycle, I will tell you, Indian has come a long way. It's an American motorcycle brand. Are they ever going to make an autonomous bike, Mike? Yeah, it's so funny that you bring it up because I actually just read about an autonomous motorcycle about four months ago. And the concept just does – the answer is no. Let me, let me actually answer your question, though. No. You can't it, – it doesn't make sense, right, like to have an, a, a motorcycle that is autonomous. Now, there are autonomous features. The Indian that I was on has cruise control. Uh, they'll eventually put in adaptive cruise control where I can ride the motorcycle. That It will detect a vehicle in front of me, and it will slow itself down. Um, and, and they're getting there. That's what's really cool. This thing has a four-inch digital touchscreen on it. It has all turn-by-turn technology. You can connect it to your Cena Bluetooth headset that you wear. Uh, I was really impressed. Um, I was asked by someone online, hey, because I posted this, what would you change? And the only thing I think I would change is I would put a more aggressive exhaust on just to give it a little bit more of that Harley flavor. Yeah, and that's the good thing about bikes. You can you can sort of upscale them as, as you want and those sort of things. I do remember seeing at SEMA a few years ago that uh, I think BMW had a, had a motorcycle that couldn't fall over, a sort of an autonomous feature. So those little bits and pieces are coming, but it's interesting to see that. And the, the, the bikes are getting safer and safer now, aren't they, with all these features? 
They are getting safer. And, you know, what, what, I, what I really noticed and liked about the Indian Chief is that it was lightweight. You know, motorcycles, they've always been traditionally really heavy. And what I liked is a little bit more of the lightweight feature of this motorcycle. Uh, it made me feel like I had better balance and control. Uh, and as you add technology into these bikes, they do become safer. Uh, of course, it's all about gearing up. I think that's one thing I'm always really pushing is that gear up before you ride and, and gear up every ride. You know, wear that Department of Transportation, so the dot sticker approved helmet. Put on, you know, I had this jacket. It was awesome. It has material in it. Uh, it's a company called Saint out of Australia, and it has material in it called Dynemi. And Dynemi is uh, the same material that's used on NASA uh, shuttles and it's used in bulletproof vests. Nice. So it's very unbreakable material. Is this the sort of bike you could throw on the back of the RV and take it out with you? Yeah. So you know, it's one of those things where you could. You would want to get like a weekend warrior type uh, fifth wheel. If you got an RV, you could. There's really cool trailering devices that you can put on the back of RVs. Um, but speaking of RV, I mean, that's the other part of summer, right? Like I had a chance to get up to Elkhart, Indiana, uh, with GoRVing.com. They're kind of that one-stop shop on the internet. If you're in the market or looking for or interested in RVs, they kind of, you know, give you all the details on where to go, whether it's through Camping World or not through Camping World, but through, uh, uh, the Campgrounds of America, uh, KOA. So they give you all that great detail on there. There's all kinds of information, but I went up there to, to actually tour, the Keystone facility, which is incredible. They push through 23 fifth wheels a day from start to finish. It's insane. Both industries, motorcycle and RV, selling through the roof. Everyone's up multiple double digits and percents. It's kind of crazy. I I like the idea of actually having a proper RV with five dogs um, and taking them out. Uh, it, it makes a great vacation, I think, especially if you have kids and dogs, to be able to have them in the back when you go somewhere. Um, at least have someone else there in the back looking after them. But the fifth wheel is also a great way to be able to detach your vehicle and then have a truck uh, that you can drive out and do things with and leave the RV at the campground. Yeah, I always think about you, Nick, and, and Sportsmobile is like the absolute most perfect oh, yeah. vehicle for you and your family and dogs because it has four-wheel drive off-road capabilities. Uh, it's a little bit smaller and nimble. It's easier with the dogs. Everybody's nice, close, and you can just pop out, you know, go off-roading, get off-grid for, for a couple of weeks. Like, it, they're super functional. I've had a fifth wheel. I've had a bumper pull travel trailer, and I've had a full-size Class A motorhome. And I will tell you, for our family, we love the Class A, the ability to – use the restroom while on the road with kids and a bed where my wife and and daughter would sleep and my son and I would drive at five in the morning sitting out in the front of that thing watching the sunrise yeah you know it's it's an amazing experience yes and then also people can sort of take it in in shifts and rotate and those type of things uh there's so much fun and there's so much I always tell everybody if I uh leave my house and fly towards the UK and my sister leaves the UK at the same time and we fly together we meet in New York that's how big this country is there's so much America to explore and an RV is the perfect way to be able to do that and the whole family can do it together that's the that's what I love about RV because you can stay within the boundaries of the United States and you will never run out of things to do. Oh, I <laughs> never. Wanna, I wanna You'll go. never. I want to go on our auto expert road tour. You do? Yeah, we, we should, should do get, that. We should get a sponsor. And, Mike, we can leave here and come pick you and your, your people up, and then we can go on tour. 
I don't think Mike wants to It'll go on tour amazing. with either of us. No, he does because it's going to be fun. Do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be so it, much fun. We would be a band. We would be like, it's, we're getting the band back together. Oh, yes. You know, we would we would all have to play something. I would claim the drum. Andy plays the spoons. If you want to see more of Mike's uh, uh, stuff, his videos, go to ourautoexpert.com. There's some great stuff on there. Mike, thanks very much. There's more show on the way. Stand by. We have more stuff coming up. You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our Auto Expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, and along with me in the studio, Automatic Andy. So, big news in the truck world. Uh, There is a brand new Toyota Tundra and Co- uh, Cody Wildhide is joining us. He's a senior planner for vehicle marketing and communications at Toyota Motors North America. And uh, Cody, first of all, uh, this must have been a lot of work to get this far with a brand new Tundra. Hey guys, yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's uh, it's been a ton of work, and uh, as you can imagine, especially with the uh, being the first new Tundra, all new Tundra in about 14 years. So, yeah, got to make sure you get it right. Absolutely. And you kind of went above and beyond. So often uh, everybody looks out there and goes, what else is out there truck-wise? Let's match it. But you decided, no, not let's not match it. Let's go above and beyond what everybody else is doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, it's not just about, to your point, you know, matching what the rest of the industry is doing. It's about really listening to our customers, making the best possible truck for them um, and, and providing them with what they you know, have come to expect from the Toyota uh, truck heritage. I noticed, too, something about Tundra that you have had as a star in or a feather in your cap as a star in the tundra uh, lineup and that is the resale value whereas a lot of trucks devalue very fast uh, tundra maintains its value uh, above most other vehicles period uh, so when uh, the owners of tundras go to resell their vehicles they the value of their tundras uh, because they are so bulletproof maintains so high um, and that is one of the things that clearly you wanted to to retain as a new tundra came to market absolutely i mean it's it's something that you know we've been you know we've came to uh uh, you know, as a big identifier for us is that extreme focus on uh, quality, durability, reliability, um, or that born from invincible nature that uh, we highlighted in our reveal. But, uh, you know, our customers expect these trucks to long, uh, run for a long time. And, um, you know, that was part of our, our big goal in, in bringing out this new one was making sure that it's you know, ready to meet those demands and meet that expectation. So designed, engineered, and assembled in the U.S. Tell us a little bit about the truck and some of the stats, because that's what truck guys are going to want to hear. What can it do? Yeah, so like you said, it's designed here in uh, North America at our Calci Studios in Long Beach uh, and Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, it's designed with that kind of technical muscle uh, exterior design and also kind of the interlocking interior and exterior components as well. Um, it's engineered at our uh, Toyota Technical Center in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, Chief Engineer Mike Swears and his team spent 
a lot of time uh, making sure that thing is ready for the spotlight. Uh, all the sales and marketing is done here in Plano, Texas, and then it's assembled uh, down in San Antonio, Texas as well. Um, and we're really excited. I mean, some of the big features, uh, you know, at the core of it, or I should say at the foundation, it's all new, um, all new high-strength steel frame, box steel frame, uh, you know, high-strength steel cabin with aluminum panels mixed throughout, uh, composite bed, uh, just getting back to that QDR and lasting forever um, without the corrosion and, and still giving uh, just a really high-strength, um, you know, material property there. Uh, and then we have the two new powertrains, you know, our iForce uh, 3.5 liter twin turbo V6, which, you know, we know there's some people that are, are going to miss that V8, but as soon as you drive that new V6 twin turbo, it's it's an animal. Uh, 389 horsepower, 479 foot-pounds of torque, and it's it comes on so low, too. It's just a really great driving experience. And then you could step it up even more with the iForce Max, and that's our, our new hybrid uh, that mates to that same engine um, delivering 437 horsepower and 583 uh, pound-feet of torque, which is just awesome. Some uh, yeah, to get from a gasoline engine. Some of the some of the towing uh, numbers are quite impressive too, and and the payload capacity. Yeah, up to 12,000 pounds uh, towing, depending on uh, the configuration. Uh, around 1,940 pounds payload, again, depending on configuration. So. It's, uh, it's built for anything you want to do. And that, of course, is what's important to a lot of people because those numbers are uh, what they rely on for these vehicles to be able to do the job for them at the job site as well. Uh, I remember at, at one of the Tundra rolls, rollouts that I went to many years ago that a big thing is how the truck is used and how it's operated. And one of the things that Toyota always did was when they designed the interior of the truck, they made sure that everything could be operated with gloves on and with gloves off as well. And, and that was big because some, some of the people that use these vehicles don't have time to take their gloves off to, to turn a switch on or turn a heater on or turn it off. Yeah, absolutely. And then this one, it's no different. Uh, you know, a lot of the switches aren't, you know, tiny little buttons. You know, it's it's nice, um, nice big switches, whether it's, you know, the different camera monitors, um, the mode switch in the center, the nice big shift lever. Uh, everything's very usable uh, within reach. But also, to your point, when you have gloves on, no matter what you're doing, um, whether it's a nice day outside and you're just taking a drive or if you have gloves on from you know riding your ATVs or something like that all day um, it's going to be it's going to be a great interior for you still lots of different grade levels as well from the very base truck for somebody who's looking to uh, to use it maybe on a, an, a in a mine or a job site uh, all the way up to somebody who's looking to use the vehicle as a high-end off-roader like a TRD Pro so you go from the SR the SR5 uh, all the way up to the TRD Pro so you sort of give everybody everything in between yep you know you hit the uh, three of the big ones there, SR, SR5 is kind of a core volume model for us. Obviously, the TRD Pro at the top uh, is a really great, capable truck for off-roading, but also towing and just looks awesome. Um, but then you have you know, still our limited grade, which is a, a very core, high volume model for us. And then some of the luxury grades like Platinum and 1794, which are you know, very premium uh, inside, uh, add some, some additional technologies for performance. Uh, but then have two kind of very unique feels where the 1794 gives you that uh, very modern Western kind of Texas-style truck, 
uh, which looks great with its you know different leather trims and stuff like that. A lot of people using the truck as the single family vehicle now because uh, you know in years gone by, dad would take a truck or mum would take a truck to work and use it as a work vehicle, come home and swap into a family vehicle. But now they these vehicles are doing double duty and they're they're used as the family vehicle along with the work vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're just so comfortable inside now. I mean, it, to your point, you know, it used to be such a work truck, bench seats in the front, you know, hardly any space in the back. And now we have these, you know, nice crew cabs where the in the rear you have a ton of leg room. You know, it's super comfortable, all the features you can imagine, but then it's still comfortable to drive and ride in. And we're getting great efficiency, too, with, you know, this new one, um, you know, 20 miles per, miles per gallon combined on our i 4 engine. So, you know, it gives you everything you need to, to drive it every day. What are we talking about with tech? Because obviously you guys have come a long way with some of your latest tech. I mean, as far as what we've seen happening um, uh, with your infotainment systems, you guys have developed a lot. So what's going to be in the Tundra? So it comes standard, um, and that's SR and SR 5 grade with an 8-inch um, audio multimedia touchscreen. Uh, but the big news is really the 14-inch touchscreen um, in limited grades and up, optional on SR5, uh, and that thing's huge. I mean, it's it, you can see it from outer space with that <laughs> giant panel roof, but it's you know super gra- uh, bright, crisp graphics, um, super responsive, um, and it features our new 21 uh, Toyota multimedia system. So it's really great to use. We've seen a lot of really positive reviews so far, and we've all really enjoyed uh, getting to play around with it so far. Is uh, is this truck? I, mean, I would ask you in the development of this truck, which you were obviously uh, a part of. What what are the one things that stand out for you in this truck? Uh, I mean, the the all new style, of course. You know, it, it's it's a great looking truck inside and out. And I think the biggest one that you know jumps out to people is really the the huge leap from current gen to this new truck in interior styling and features and comfort. Um, like I said, that big screen, you know, the, the mode select, the different multi-terrain select, stuff like that, uh, crawl control for the TRD Pros, nice MID and uh, gauge display. But, I mean, to me, the, the main thing that jumps out is that iForce and iForce Max powertrain. I mean, that thing is, it, you got to drive it to understand it's, it's going to be a, a really uh, a big fan favorite for us. That's amazing. Um, I will tell you that I'm excited. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend the launch with you guys because uh, I had uh, to do the news every day. But um, yeah. I, I will look forward to having one in my driveway because uh, you always send me the latest and greatest. And I'm very excited when that will arrive. Uh, when can consumers look forward to being able to get into their new Tundras? Uh, well, first of all, I'm shocked. I, I thought I had a truck sent to you. It should have been delivered by today. I hope uh, I got the right address. Oh, but, uh, yeah. Boom. I know. <laughs> My bad. God, I'm sorry. Um, but consumers, uh, they'll start seeing them on lots beginning of December or uh, beginning of December. So beginning of December for uh, for the consumers to get their trucks, and then all grades rolled out at the same time, or are we expecting to see them staggered? So it'll be all of the uh, the models that feature the gas iForce powertrain. Right. Um, they start they'll start going on sale uh, early December, uh, and then the iForce Max variations will be um, into the spring of next year, including TRD Pro. All right. So well, that's iForce Max only. 
I will look forward. Uh, I'll be standing out in the driveway looking for that later on today. Hopefully, it'll be here sometime, Cody. Perfect. Uh, thanks I'll for <laughs> thanks for uh, spending some time with us. I, I'm really excited for you. I think this is uh, amazing, and of course, you'll probably keep up the uh, amazing sales. One of the best selling vehicles for you guys. Uh, more our auto expert on the way. Check out the new Tundra at ourautoexpert.com. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert podcast is available 24-7 on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see automotive videos, and read inside the car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Automatic Andy in studio with us, and time for Automatic Andy's Top 10. Dun, 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 dun making his own jingles here's automatic andy what car are we doing today oh uh it's so hard being so smart um the 2022 <laughs> Honda. Yeah, thanks for realizing you get it the hyundai uh tucson 2022 yep the 2020 dose uh the 2020 dose um i have things to say about this vehicle but i'm not going to steal your thunder yeah let let me let me thunder okay so one of the things that that really really stood out to me and i don't know if it's necessarily a top 10 but this one it it, the the tucson has an all-new body and interior from the previous models it's exclusive to 2022 i'm looking at it right now um they did a beautiful job of accomplishing a clean accomplishing accomplishing a clean modern tech look on the on the inside does it come with new words like accomplishing and it also comes with leather yeah i like it um i would say it is one of the most well designed hyundais in the lineup it's and of course 10 year 100,000 mile warranty (gasps) yeah stealing your words go there's a lot there's but the there's so many trim levels there's there's more than a handful. So the SE, which is the base one that starts at twenty five thirty five zero, um, three five zero three two thousand five hundred thirty two thousand three hundred fifty, not two thousand three thousand five hundred fifty, but two thousand twenty five thousand three hundred fifty. Yeah, that. Um, there's that one. We have the nice one. Uh, I think we have the limited. Yes. Um, but there's a new N line that's coming soon. Yeah. And it adds sporty spicy add-ons to a moderately green car okay so it's it. like it's like having your green vegetables with a little bit of sriracha yeah vroom, vroom. <laughs> yeah um it has a blue link connected car system yeah which which enables remote smart parking which you did earlier today yeah blue link um i did the uh smart park i it's thought a- you were playing candy crush oh you were but you're i the uh car. I from the key fob, you can drive it out of parking spaces or put it back in parking spaces when you're not inside the car. You're impressed with that, weren't you? It was really nice. You told me to stop. Well, because I thought I thought you just turned it on and like just put your foot on the pedal and walked out. No, it kept going. Yeah, no. Don't crash it. You can drive it out of parking spaces. No, people still seem to. It was like in the Super Bowl two years ago, or whatever. Smart park. People you can, forget. Drive these out of parking spaces when you don't even stand in it. I showed my dad the other day. I I ran into my dad at PetSmart, mm-hmm. and I backed it out of the space. He goes, "What's happening to your car?" <laughs> <laughs> See, he knows it's magical. I know. Um, there's heated front seats, Nick. Yeah, and there's um, cooled as well. Yeah, you have cold. yours on cool. Yeah, I, I have mine on warm. Mine's 
I have mine on warm. I need to have a cold bum. Yeah, I like. I need to have a warm bum. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. a lizard, and you're on fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have a 10.2 touch screen that's really nice, and it's receptive to the touch. I got big greasy fingers, and yeah. it still registers. It. And I've got pointy little, um, little Corella Deville finger. fingers. They're they're, they're nice <laughs> though. Um, and then there's a there's a big four four inch color LCD display that has lane detection in it. Oh, that's the one in between the gauges mm-hmm. behind the steering wheel. It's really nice. Yeah, it has little lines on the side of the car. So there's a there's a little graphical image of the car and it has little lines on there that shows you when you come out of your lane. It's nice. Doesn't beep ever for me though because I never come out of my lane. Go on. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're so perfect. Uh, there's so many assist features, Nick. There's yep. a lane assist, yep. parking assist, yep. lane occupancy yep. detection. Yep. I feel like this car just wants to be autonomous so bad. Yes, it's, it's almost pretty much there. there. It was that highway. The what do they call it? The highway driving assist, where yeah, where you basically put it on uh, cruise control and you can let go of the wheel. Yeah, you yeah. can do that. Yeah, it's almost like Blue Cruise. Blues Clues. No, Blue Cruise that I have in my Ford. Almost. Oh, blues Cruise. It's it's Blues Clues. It's like doing a show with a five-year-old. Carry on. <laughs> there's um, there's the H-Track all-wheel drive. Yes. That means that you hug the road all the time. Yes. You can corner on this a is dime. This is Hyundai's all-wheel drive system, mm-hmm. H-Track, because yeah. it's like the wheels, H. Oh, I get and it. Carry and like on. you're on a track. Yeah. Because go. it handles so good. Yes. Uh, so far, there's been 68,896 Tucson sold. Oh, boom. That's a lot of people, yeah. man. Can you imagine making those? No. <laughs> are they handmade too? No. I mean, some of them are, but a lot of machines work on making these. Some of the aspects of the end Some of them are made by robotics. Okay. Okay. Um, and then the, the, my, the one that made me the happiest was the rear occupant alert system. Yeah. And I can't. There's a lot going on with that thing because that's really scary that we have to have that. Because people leave their kids or pets or ice cream in the back seat. Well, that's exactly and get out of the car. Yeah, I mean that that right there. Don't you think? I mean, that's why the aliens haven't contacted us because we, we're stupid enough to well, leave our kids and yeah, pets and ice cream a, in the we back need seat. A, a whole alarm to let us know, hey, Jimmy's in the back. Don't yeah. forget your ice cream and Jimmy. As a as a race, we're we can we are so advanced yet so not yeah we still use toilet paper <laughs> we're a bunch what of what has that got to do with a Hyundai Tucson well it 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 wraps into the whole concept of that's why the aliens aren't contacting us cuz we yeah. still need stupid reminders like hey you have a child remember it in the back seat yeah. yeah why do we need that we have to be reminded of many things like don't drink and drive isn't that silly yeah why huh. do we still need to be reminded of basics? I don't understand that. Yeah. Like, does someone need to tap you on the shoulder to remind you to breathe? <laughs> that's what your medulla oblongata is for. Yeah, you're in your pituitaries. No, that's not what they're for. I don't. I just don't. The The thing about the Well, Hyundai, thank goodness for Hyundai Tucson. Yeah, because they're making sure my oblongatas don't need to be elongated. Yeah, you know something that I like about it, too? We should take a picture in the garage with the lights off. The uh, LED lights are embedded in the grill. Yeah, it looks like a rave. Yeah, it does. It, to me, it looks like a space alien. That's why they haven't contacted us. They're scared of it. <laughs> We're dumb in the and dark. <laughs> in the yeah. dark, they're scared of the Tucson because it looks like one of their enemies. Yeah, it, it does. It look looks like. really cool. It looks like a grill in the day, but at night, the grill, uh, the lights are actually in LEDs are actually embedded in the light, in the grill. 
I like that. I do. They've done a great job in design. I will tell you, go look at the Lamborghini Urus, yeah. the SUV, and then look at the side of the Tucson. Same. There might be some things in common. Mm-hmm. You could buy a Lamborghini for a lot less money. The looks, anyway. <laughs> More Our Auto Expert on the way. Stand by. Here it comes. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. Our auto expert is on TikTok. You can start a conversation with us and ask us a car question. Just direct messages at our auto expert. Our auto expert is where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. Our auto expert in the studio is our automatic Andy, and on the phone, Anton Wallman. He is an independent analyst and investor. You can read the majority of his stuff at the street, uh, and also um, Anton is in Miami right now. Is that right, Anton? Ooh. That's right, of all places. Can you believe it? Yes. uh, Well, uh, you do live on that side of the world, um, but I'm sure you're having an awesome time. I did read an interesting story uh, today that uh, Elon Musk uh, dialed into the VW call uh, recently, um, uh, but it was by invitation of VW. Is that correct? Yeah. So I think what's going on here is something very, very strange, Nick, and that is really on the initiative of Volkswagen CEO Herbert Diess. There has been uh, this thing that's been going on for pretty much a year now in which Volkswagen has uh, gone out of its way to say extremely nice things about Elon Musk and Tesla. And you may ask yourself, why are they doing this? Uh, Why are they not uh, going after their competition with a blowtorch like competitors always do and should be doing in the nature of things. And I think there's a lot of politics here. The politics is that the management of Volkswagen has uh, taken a decision that basically uh, Elon Musk is politically popular and that they do want to sound like they are in alignment with him on what they have in store for products and uh, the world around them. So I think that is really the fundamental thing that is going on behind this very strange type of event. Does it sound like they're aligning themselves to do business with Tesla or maybe purchase some of Tesla stock? No, no, I, I don't, I don't, there's no sign whatsoever of that. This is a case in which there is political slash public pressure on Volkswagen to always do more, always do the impossible. Well, we want to employ more people and uh, sell a new product mix that will earn less money, top line and bottom line alike. And, of course, those things are impossible. So in a situation like that, if you're a management, how do you handle it? Well, one way of handling it, probably the way I would have handled it, is to tell everybody to go buzz off, basically. Well, as it turns out, Volkswagen's management uh, has uh, concluded that that is not in their best interest. So rather than doing that, they're trying these uh, strange, uh, uh, you know, political uh, outbursts, if you wish, of, of this kind in which they are praising Tesla, praising Elon Musk, inviting him to this and that, and uh, believing that that is going to keep them out of the political hot waters for some reason. Right. 
when we talk about electric car sales, Volkswagen Group more than doubled electric car sales in uh, Q3 of 2021 in China. That growth was the fastest, delivering uh, battery electric vehicles plus 109% uh, between January and September, plus 138%. It looks quite favorable for the group. Yeah, I mean, Volkswagen, first of all, has its largest growth rate on its home markets in Europe, where they are clearly the largest player in Europe now by pretty wide margin. Uh, in China, you know, they've had a bit of a soft start earlier this year with the Volkswagen ID4 as that ramp was slower than had been expecting through the middle of the year. But just in the last month or so, they've finally started to get some warm air under the wings and are starting to creep up. But the competitive environment for Volkswagen in China is a lot tougher in the sense that that is not their home turf. And you've got all of these long list of Chinese brands, half of whom I barely remember the name of and can hardly pronounce, but there's a long list of players there that compete very favorably on price. And uh, uh, that's a tough nut for Volkswagen to crack, but they are certainly in the mix. Now, one of their brands, of course, Porsche, have sold uh, the Taycan, their first fully electric model, outselling their 911 sports car. So it's uh, big news for them, I guess, although the 911 wasn't a huge volume vehicle for them, but now being outsold by their first electric vehicle. Yeah, if I read the numbers correctly, the annualized sales rate for the Taycan is now about 38,000 units globally. So the annualized sales rate for Taycan, 38,000, that's clearly more than, say, you know, the Tesla Model S and a whole bunch of other cars. So the Taycan is without question a huge success so far for Porsche. And you can just imagine how much better it could have done if they had just not launched this thing with this almost ridiculously low uh, range estimate in the U.S. market where they said that it could barely hit 200 miles, whereas all the reviewers out there could never get it below 250 and some were even breaking the 300 mark. So that made for a little bit of a hesitant start in the North American market, at least, and perhaps also in some other markets. And uh, clearly, if they had not been so ultra, ultra conservative and cautious about that number, then they have done even better. Now, a lot of people are looking to the the second-hand market, the the gently used market for their first electric vehicle, uh, because as people are are ordering electric vehicles, which seems to be the way to buy them now, because obviously they're not sitting in showrooms, it's a new way of purchasing vehicles is to to order them just like they do in Europe, in the United States. Uh, People are, you you know, selling off their previous either plug-in hybrid, uh, hybrid or uh, electric vehicles. So people are now obviously buying them on the used car market and there seems to be obviously we're down the road enough now uh, to where there are uh, quite a few used electric vehicles going back into the market and it seems to be a growing market now for used electric vehicles and and a lot of people now looking for those used electric vehicles is it a good buy isn't it a good buy if you can find them Yes, Nick. So ultimately, in the long run, and we're pretty much at the long run already now, um, the electric car market cannot really look a whole lot different than the quote-unquote regular car market. Essentially, the nature of these markets must converge almost completely. And the difference between the two is that the electric car market has one particular component, 
that if you know if that particular component wears out prematurely, it is an, a giant ticket. I mean, they, to replace that battery in a Model S, for yeah. example, I mean, the, the people that have had to replace those batteries that were somehow not on warranty, you're talking a $32,000 part plus labor. So, you know, obviously other cars are going to be a bit less, but nevertheless, it's a huge ticket. It's essentially the cost of another entire vehicle that is, uh, you know, not a premium vehicle. Yeah. So if you are in the market to purchase a used electric vehicle, you're going to have to be extra cautious in figuring out how do I assure myself that this one particular part, this one particular module, a giant and very heavy one, is not going to cause me problems prematurely. That's why the second-hand values of electric cars in general have uh, traded at a far greater discount than used regular cars because you know, we kind of know uh, how they age. Most people you know, are not familiar with the manner in which electric cars age and do essentially correctly uh, suspect that, well, if this one part uh, wears down prematurely, then I'm stuck with a gigantic payment. So uh, that's why the used car values for electric cars have tended to be more favorable than not. I saw a very interesting uh, statistic the other day that Tesla took 12 years to build 100,000 cars, and yet China's Xping and uh, Neo took just about half that time to build the same amount of cars. It really puts perspective on how big the Chinese uh, market is, doesn't it? It does, but it's also just it's just a, uh, a function in China, just like it is in Europe and soon also in North America of government mandates. I mean, when the, the government says jump, you have to say just how high, because otherwise you're out of business. So when the government sets uh, very high goals, then the market moves. I mean, you have no choice. And that's what's going on here. So whether it had been Tesla or anybody else that had moved earlier in the cycle, and if you rewind the clock a little bit, you may remember that it was Nissan and BMW and that Fiat 500e and a BMW i3 and a few others that early on you know, did have ambitious programs. And, you know, almost none of them really sold all that well other than the Nissan Leaf. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Tesla came in and sort of took over the electric market for, for a while. And now, of course, Tesla itself is being overtaken by pretty much everyone else cumulatively as their market share keeps uh, sinking faster and faster. Absolutely. And by the way, um, I the story that we wrote on the BMW i4 that just came out, uh, it's, it's by far my favorite electric car that I have driven ever, period. It's just absolutely Well, phenomenal. Nick, you should also look at what happened just the other day when uh, Tesla removed all the pricing and other uh, spec information of the Cybertruck oh, from yeah. its website. So you kind of know what, what, what that means, right? That means that they will never be able to deliver the Cybertruck anywhere near the promised $40,000, yeah. uh, which was a crazy number to begin with. But that is something to be uh, studied over the next couple of years as Tesla hopefully will be able to ship this vehicle before uh, 2024. Let's hope. Um, but promises are something that Tesla seems to have a hard time with. Anton Warman is an independent analyst and investor. You can read the majority of his stuff at The Street and Seeking Alpha. And of course, if you want to listen to Anton's interviews with us, he's on the show weekly. He is probably the most informed person when it comes to foreign automotive markets, electric 
electric vehicles on autonomous cars and you can listen to all of the interviews that he has done with us and his well-informed opinions at ourautoexpert.com just scroll to the bottom of the page and hit the podcast button and download those podcasts from all of the main podcast suppliers and it's also of course at the bottom of the screen coming up we'll talk about the worst states in the united states for accidents duis and bad drivers that's all coming up on our auto expert you're listening to our auto expert You're listening to our Auto Expert Radio Show. Well, I can tell you that the podcast is available. We're now streaming to over 15,000 listeners. You can get it via iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and our Auto Expert Radio Show is broadcast to 2 million listeners. That's where they get their news daily. Automatic Andy in the studio with us. Just like to remind you that running your own business it requires a lot of running around from bookkeeping to client meetings you run it all and by the time you need to hire you've run out of energy luckily with indeed instant match uh, you need immediate what you need is immediately received on a short list of qualified candidates whose resumes on indeed match your job description the moment you sponsor a job according to talent nest indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined hiring can finally run smoothly with indeed to learn more visit indeed.com slash credit all right andy the list of the worst and best drivers by state i see it is available uh accidents speeding tickets duis and citations so which do you want to do first the worst or the best i think we should end with the best okay so let's start with the worst the worst so let's do the worst driving states uh let's start with number 10. i'm kind of surprised yeah you, you are number 10. anthony our uh engineer was worried about where wisconsin was gonna end up Ooh, the, the cheese heads cheesy cheese heads. they're number 10 actually so it's uh it's not I mean, it could be worse. They could be number one. Yeah, that's bad. But this is the worst states. Uh, number nine, Tennessee, which is where Mike Cordell lives. Yeah, well. Overall worst states. Mike. New Jersey is at number eight. Idaho, number seven. Utah, number six. Alaska, number five. California makes it into the top four. Virginia, three. North Dakota, two. And who is the worst state for driving in the United States? Iowa. Iowa? Marconi. Iowa. Uh, we have a friend that lives in Iowa. That's, uh, uh, so. you know, I'm surprised it's not Alaska. And here's why. Alaska yeah. has way less people. So yeah. if they're all messing up, that's a higher density. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's probably done per capita, though. So it, they even it out. It should be number one yeah, in Alaska. Right. Uh, the best, number 10, Connecticut. Number nine, Arizona. Michigan, number eight. Louisiana, seven. Delaware, six. Illinois, five. Kentucky, four. Oklahoma, three. West Virginia, two. But the best driving state? New Hampshire. New Hampshire. What's there going? Well, of course, that makes sense. There's nothing going on in New Hampshire. <laughs> There's like four stop signs. We have signs. like 18 radio stations in New Hampshire. And one stop sign. Oh, come on now. It's hard to, it's hard to run it when there's only one. 
they they made some major moves to take over the top spot by jumping uh they jumped up 16 places from 2020 ranks uh, they had a fairly low number, uh, but they've been out lots of speeding tickets. They've uh, they've cut down on their DUIs. The state uh, was originally number forty for uh, speeding, uh, so they they're working really really hard, really really hard to make it. Um, the best and worst cities by category for accidents. Where do you think number one is? Mm. Tennessee. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Tennessee, yeah. worst for accidents. Massachusetts is the second worst. And the third is Rhode Island. I haven't seen Rhode Island on any list, so it's interesting that they make that list. Uh, the best cities for uh, accidents, so they have the least accidents, Michigan, then followed by West Virginia and Oklahoma. So they're good. Who's the worst for speeding? I was surprised mm. at this. Oh, I know for sure. You were? Miami. No. That's not a state, really, is it, Miami? That would be Florida. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. No, I don't. But okay. Uh, uh, it's Oklahoma. Hawaii. Hawaii? Hawaii has the worst speeders in America. I could see that because there's a lot of open roads on Hawaii. Well, isn't the point of Hawaii to relax, though? So, like, yeah, but clearly like, not speeding. Well, speeding is not relaxing. I feel like you're just in a hurry up to wait if you're no, speeding in Hawaii. It should be. Hello, hello, You should be relaxing, not yeah. like me, me. That's what I'm saying. Maybe the speed limits are too low. Wisconsin's number two for speeders. New Jersey number three uh, for the worst. The best people who do not speed: New Mexico, Mississippi, Oklahoma. Oklahoma seems to be doing pretty well because everything's everything's slower in Oklahoma. Where are the worst DUIs? Ooh, Florida. No, Wyoming. New York. No, Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah, number two. Tennessee, Mike Cadell. And <laughs> uh, North Dakota is number three. Uh, where, who has the least DUIs? Uh, Washington State. New York. What? Yeah, least DUIs, New York. Uh, number two, least DUIs. You wouldn't think this with the amount of cocktails they serve there. New Hampshire. Hawaii. Really? Yeah, they speed, but they don't drink and drive. Well, that's smart. When you go to Hawaii, what do you do? You chill and drink. And not they, speed. They, but they get done high, more for speeding and they get least DUIs. I guess it's people because people stay in hotels. South Carolina gets the least DUIs too. Uh, South, number three. South Carolina. Citations. Who gets the most citations? Oh, uh, New Hampshire. North Dakota. Yeah, they do. Um, Iowa gets the second. And Oregon is the third. Citations? Yeah, the third highest state for citations. I've gotten one of those. Have you? Mm -hmm. What do you do? I just I told the cop, you got the wrong guy. Oh, did you run? Yeah, I did. No, that'll never happen. You know I'm not running anyway. <laughs> yeah, no. you're not running anyway. Who gets the least citations? I don't understand this since they are high on accidents and DUIs. Hawaii. No, Tennessee. Yeah. They get the least citations in the United States. New Hampshire gets the second and Kentucky gets the third. So uh, that's interesting, isn't it? I, know, I I need to stay away from Hawaii and go to Tennessee. Really? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, no, because they have the most accidents and the second most DUIs. Reverse that. Stay away from Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to go to Hawaii and yeah. have my pineapple. I'm so confused now. Uh, this all comes from QuoteWizard.com, um, too. So that's uh, that's who came up with all this data. They did years and years of research. So, do they just have guys walking around with clipboards saying, hey... No, well, I think they do it all through insurance data, tickets and that sort of thing. Huh. I wonder if I have any outstanding tickets. Do you think they could... Hey, Anthony, when was the last time you got a ticket? Uh, beginning of the pandemic. Beginning of the pandemic? Yeah. And that taught you, didn't it? 
I got a ticket in De- in Detroit last, and I it, they totally got me. Like I seriously would. I'm not a speeder, and I was <coughs> no, not not purposely. I'll okay. do like over. Like I'll set my cruise control to over, but it's never more than like five. You know, no, it's ne- I usually do ten percent over, like less than ten percent. In England, the law says ten percent plus two. You're allowed That's to a go. Lot of math. They won't ticket you. Ten, it's not a lot of math. Ten percent plus two. So if you're in a seventy, you can go seventy nine before a ticket. So I'll set it to like seventy six. How many stones is that? Oh, stop it. Uh, they do it in kilos now. Anyway, they changed the whole. Would you guys just pick a stop? So don't give me a hard time about being English. English. Um, uh, so now that uh, I, I was driving along at 35 and I came into a construction zone and I was behind a van and didn't see the signpost and he whacked me he was sitting there just waiting for it to happen and before I'd even got my seatbelt back on he caught the guy behind me there you go Nick yeah thanks alright ourautoexpert.com for the rest of the stuff that you want to spend the week with it's all there see you next week You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response.